The following audio is via a Skype call. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour of a Friday. We hope. We hope. That's right. The weather down here where we reside in Sarasota, Florida, Gulf side in Florida, is going to be a mess. The wind's moving in, the rain to follow. There are even warnings of tornadoes. Hopefully not in our neighborhood. Hopefully not at all. But in our neighborhood, I don't I don't know. Same with our guests, too. We, we wave to the neighbors as yep. we see them blow by. I, I guess. I guess. So we, we hope we stay connected, hope we stay on. And we have uh, a guest on that we haven't had in a while, and we are so looking forward to talking with her today. Carrie. Absolutely. In the meantime, we are Bennyless in Seattle. We are. Yeah. But we have Nathan Miller who is with us. I think we've worked with Nathan I, once yes. or twice before. Yes, we have. So we are going to lean on his tender mercies as we try to get through an hour where weather is a factor. But if you can hear us right now, it's all good so far. Do we have a, a bio? Well, we need to catch up with this lady. Alicia Michelle is someone that we had on our show many times, and it's been a while, so we need to get caught up. We do, and I think this is the latest information. Alicia Michelle has spent the last seven years developing mind-body techniques using astrological principles and insights to heal head and heart coherency patterns and bring the physical balance back to the body. She teaches yoga, does personal readings, and offers something called galactication. We're going to have to ask her what that word is. Workshops and retreats where she reminds participants of their inner chi and alchemy. Her website's under construction and will be up and running by May 18. Alicia, if you can hear me, hello and how are you today? (laughs) Hey, I can hear you just fine. Thank you. And it's galactivation. So the, that's, a, the that's, la- a hard, that's a that's a word. Can you hear me? I'm gonna I'm gonna let you explain that. What the I... heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just one of those things um, that came to my heart, and um, with working with helping people understand how um, alchemy and astrological signs and symbols and energies are connected to the psyche of each person, and how our blueprint, our specific matrix holds those patterns, and that's what an astrologer reads. So the galactivation process is galactivating people, like reminding them of their connection to the, the galaxy and to the solar system, as it is really truly one system um, at the core. Does that make more sense? I, I, well, I can just imagine Alicia Michelle as a girl, and they ask her, why are you studying all of these strange subjects? You know, <laughs> What makes you tick anyway? And, and young Alicia would say, I operate by astrological principles. <laughs> I'm a galactivator. That's it. right. <laughs> Don't go galactivate now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, go ahead. I should ask you, biographically speaking, Alicia, at what point in your life, you're hardly an old lady, so at what point did you begin the study of this in earnest? Uh, when I was 22, actually, I was oh. um, studying in a university library, and I just, I was just going through a period of um, having a lot of what, what's called mystical experiences or gnosis experiences, and just remembering. And that's why I said um, in the, the write-up that you read to remind people of their connection. You know, I'm, I'm not teaching anything that they don't actually know; it's inside of them. So I'm just kind of bringing it out by elucidating it and putting some light on it. But for me, that's when it started, and then. It, it was just 
I couldn't let it go. It was so exciting. Um, but it's just all I think about and all I study and continue to research and develop. I like that you say throwing light on it because it, it seems more and more from people that we've talked with that all the information of the universe is available and it isn't so much about discovering as it is about revealing what's already there. And, and we've had this conversation before where it seems like you can tap into the all of it, the whole matrix, the, the Akashic records, the all that is, and uh, you just have to find how to do that. It isn't that you can't do it, you have to find how to do it, and then that becomes revealed to you. And so I like the way you say you just throw some light on it and, uh, and you <laughs> see what's already there. Yeah, absolutely. So Since like, that's you the are right there, Go you ahead. are an extra, uh, an astrologer extraordinaire, as we like to say. Gary and I have both gotten astrological readings from you, and so today you're you're going to do something a little bit special. And you want to tell us what it is that you have in mind? Well, Gary asked me a very provocative question the other day. We we're talking about the show and you know Easter and Good you know, Friday and. So he had some, and in fact, if you want to throw it out there so that the world can hear your question, <laughs> pretty amazing. Yes, so I did some research based on his, um, his thoughts. So uh, I love it when someone says, Gary asked me a very provocative question. Okay. Plus we <laughs> talked about astrology. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what I was curious about when I was setting up this interview with Alicia Michelle was the idea of springtime energy. We have the vernal equinox there is the ancient rites of uh, Ishtar to consider, co-opted into Easter by the Christian church. We have the, the passion of the Christ. We have Passover in the Jewish world. All of this comes together at a time which is special to billions, literally billions of people on our planet. And so what I wanted Alicia to explain for the benefit of our listeners, as well as Suzanne and myself, is the, the idea that there might be something traceable through history or even today. If you look at springtime energy, put it on a chart, look at these transits, look at these movements and see how, for example, Passover, why did it happen when it happened? In the case of Jesus of Nazareth there with, with the passion, Good Friday, which was hardly good for him, they're good for the world in terms of Christian theology, but to have those events which were seismic in their implications and which continue to transform the world two millennia later, longer in the case of Passover, when we look at all of that, is it traceable within the confines of astrology as wide-ranging as that subject is, Alicia? Frankly, I don't know. I'm hoping you do. <laughs> Well, thank you for the question. Um, so it prompted a response inside of me and some research, and um, it was really interesting to, like, you know, kind of delve into some of, like, the um, Judaic mysticism and Kabbalah and um, some things even on my software. They had a crucifixion of Jesus in my software that I bought from David Kaufman, a really great astrologer um, who's excellent at making software. So I, I looked at those things as well, and it was interesting because the Star of David was the main thing that came up in terms of, um, you know, clocking his life and his pattern and, and, and with information. Because you, that's the thing is about taking the moment of the time. It's like you need the date, 
right, to set the patterns of the, of the planetary forces and the stars. So it was very interesting as I delved deeper and deeper, I kept coming across it. Jesus' birthday is March 2nd, 5 BC, is what the, the predominant um, consensus was. And that that was a beautiful, amazing pattern. In fact, I'm going to send it to you guys in an email so you can see it, and I'll, I'll credit where it came from if you want to post it. But it's really beautiful. But it is the Star of David, and it's also called the Seal of Solomon. And it incorporates all the planets. And this is what the wise man thought, you know, the wise men, they followed that star because they were, to be a wise man, um, these were Zoroastrian priests, you have to be an alchemist, an astrologer, and a mathematician. So they were like scientist priests, you know, who followed the star to find Jesus. So um, with that, it's, one, it's the most beautiful pattern I've ever seen, and I've never seen anything like it. And they said something like this only occurs every 40,000 years. So it's like a really, you know, big number. But in terms of his death and Passover, which is also in the spring, I just looked at some of the configurations, and um, it was mainly just, uh, let me pull it back up, here it is. Um, there was some, you know, I, I was kind of thinking, oh, there's going to be some really strong pseudo, or, you know, kind of had my mind on what might show up for that day, and I ran it for 3 p.m., because that's what I've always heard was the time he actually took his last breath. Um and there, there are some things that show, you know, his Venus and uh, the Venus and Pluto are in opposition. So there are some things, but it's nothing like the actual birth of Jesus and what they have in terms of the records for that. That's, that's the kind of thing that, that I find so fascinating because we are free to speculate about it. Also, let me go back to something you said that now this is how religions co-opt older traditions. And I found that fascinating as religious phenomena. So when we think about Jesus being born in the first week of March, did you say March? Two. March March, March two. 2nd. Mm -hmm. March 2nd. OK, that would make him mm -hmm. a Pisces there and right. looking the, at the mm -hmm. historical record the gospel accounts at least there i can see where jesus would be a piscean i never really felt that he was a christmas capricorn that that just didn't fit my image of jesus of nazareth but a piscean yes i could definitely see that being the case because of the depth of spirituality associated with that sign absolutely and also he had the aries in there you know the righteous indignation the warning of the fight you know the the strong force that came through him, the will and the power of God. So, yeah, he definitely, um, and like you said very eloquently, the, the Piscean energy represented the victim, savior, martyr complex, and really embodying that as well um, on all levels. So, yeah, definitely. Um, it's quite fascinating. I said 40,000 years. It's 40 million years um, for this particular configuration, and it has the cross, the rectangle, like it has all of the planets associated in it, and it's like it's very rare, obviously, that this can happen. And this is what they said happened. This is the star of David. This is the star of the Solomon. This is the star they followed find Jesus. And it is absolutely beautiful and brilliant. So, but with um, the Capricorn, or like you were saying, um, the, it is a pagan holiday. It's the, the winter solstice. So it was kind of adapted. And the same with uh, the Easter, right? So they're pagan holidays um, that became kind of adapted to the Christian model, if you will. Which I think was kind of genius when you, you look at it, because instead of dispensing with them, the, the, the Catholic Church, the original Christian community, 
decided that they could take these and adapt them to their own purposes better to co-opt than simply condemn because you invite a great deal of resistance and the secret practice of religion, which happened anyway. I mean, the Jewish religion was hardly stamped out or overcome there. It's just that a lot of people for a long time had to practice their, their Jewish faith in secret or else. Right. The other, the other thing that I've mentioned before, Alicia, Mm -hmm. is that uh, in the in the pagan holidays, the uh, springtime was considered the new year when you have the the new year, the new crops coming in after winter, and um, and so when the Romans came along, they wanted to uh, honor Janus and and changed the the first of the year to uh, January one, and and Mm -hmm. you know switch the calendar around. But there was a point in time when the pagans said celebrated the new year around the first of April, around the, the spring equinox. And um, right. and the the reason that uh, we have April Fool's Day is the Romans came through and they found the pagans celebrating the new year April one. They said, Oh, you're just a bunch of April fools. <laughs> we got we moved wow, that anyway. date. This yeah, yeah, this isn't the first of the year. This is this is a, we're already into it for several months, so wow. you know the, the the what has been done with the calendar over millennia. You, you have the the Roman calendar, the Gregorian calendar, the Orthodox calendar. You have a bunch of calendars, and we've we've standardized that so we can at least know that we're on the relatively the same day. But uh, there was a time when there were, I, I think, a whole bunch of calendars operating all at one time. What would would have been standard, however, are the planets. You can't move the planets. The planets are all are circling and doing their thing. And so you're going to talk about the planetary alignments today, yes? Yeah. So, well, I just want to tag on to what you're saying. That's, that's a new one for me. I didn't know about that one with the April Fool's. But even like the 4370 um, um, AD or BCE, everyone see it, the sphere of astrology didn't come in. So there's a certain bishop that brought, I think his name was Basil, B-A-S-A-L. He, he kind of brought that in. And during between 370 and 379, that's when it became a heresy or a heretic um, that we're doing it. And then you could be, you know, exterminated for that. But before that, people studied astrology. People understood astrology and logic. So they weren't at odds with each other as they are now. I mean, even now as an astrologer, I can't, you know, scientists think it's a pseudoscience and then my religious friends think it's, you know, a cultish, you know, so it does, it's not really taking um, for serious on either side <laughs> in a way, but there was one time where it was, it was uh, united. So, very Well, and I've, and I've also heard it described much more as a calendar than I have of anything that, you know, today is being labeled as woo-woo. It isn't like, uh, you know, that uh, the, the planets are, are somehow um, uh, capriciously figuring out what, what's happening here on Earth. It's that if you looked at where the planets were at a particular time, you knew whether you wanted to plant your crops if it was a good time to go to war, if it was going to be a hot time of year or a cold time of year. So uh, astrologically, where where we turn on the news and, and we get the, the Doppler radar to see, right. you know, what's happening with our weather, 
they looked at to the stars and said, you know, we can anticipate that we are going to have uh, storms and bad weather. So maybe this is not the time for us to engage in a war with the people next door. And, and right. so uh, it was much more of a calendar, and which to me takes it out of the realm of, of woo-woo and puts it in the realm of their scientific way of looking at the world. If you know where the planets are, you can, you can know what the weather's going to be like on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That is absolutely it. The cosmic clock, definitely. I like that cosmic clock. Yeah, that's I a good like term. that. Yeah. And then the thirteen, it's like the twelve constellations. You know, represent the twelve disciples, and the thirteenth would be Jesus is the center, and the thirteenth vibration. In fact, we talked about this. We did a Friday the thirteenth show one year with you guys, and the yes. thirteen is actually. There's a, it's, there's a mystery behind it. The vibration itself is, is a very important, influential, um, uh, what do you call it, like a harmonizing vibration, and it's missing. You know, there's a sphere of 13, there's no 13 floor in hotels, and, but the 13th is the, the essence, you know, it's the center. So um, then we have, we actually do have 13 moons in one year as well. So I feel like there's going to be a lot more, because um, you were mentioning the, the types of calendars, Suzanne, and how they've evolved and changed, and so there's I feel like there's a way that we were a little disconnected or a little, a lot disconnected from certain biorhythms that are a different vibration as a 13 instead of, you know, trying to the leap year and changing the, the time twice a year. Uh, those types of things um, are a way of accommodating what we're doing, what we're, uh, what we're doing with time and procession, you know? So I do agree when, yeah, when you're looking at 13 moons a year, I mean, in, in one aspect, it might make more sense if our calendar had 13 months and we knew that the full moon was going to be on a particular day every month rather than it being as random as it is with 13, 13 moons put into a 12-month cycle. So I see where yeah. that would make sense to have a different kind of a calendar, but at this point, I don't see that changing. I'm working on it, y'all. <laughs> I, I really glad somebody's I, I in the I, workshop <laughs> because it, the the, uh, the Mayans they have July 26th I believe it's this year it's called the day out of time so when I first started doing this in my 20s um, I just was like wait a minute 13 times 28 that's 64 so what's the next you know what's the fifth and that's the, what the Mayans call the day out of time but to me I visualize that as a like the, uh, the turn on the spiral it goes to the next year because it's Time is not linear and cyclical. You know, there's patterns of, of um, spirals. And so there's a disconnect, even that, because perception controls our reality in the way that we perceive our reality, right? So perception is that it's linear or that there's 12 months and some have 29 or 30. And so it is a way, I, I feel it disconnects the natural human biorhythm to nature. And so that's part of what I'm hoping to do is, is for me as a, you know, therapist, a practitioner, a consultant, it's just to remind people how to be fully embodied our archetypes that we're, you know, we all have the privilege of having while we're in these bodies and on this earth. So. Well, you're right when you say time isn't linear. And, you know, Einstein was saying it's all very relative. You can be kissing your honey and the time seems to fly by. But then if you've got your hand on a hot stove, it lasts forever. And, and strangely hmm. enough, we were driving home a quick 10-minute drive last night from 
um, a restaurant that we were at, and I felt like I was in the car for hours. It's like, when are we going to get home? There, there are times when time does seem to either speed up or slow down tremendously depending on, on what's going on. But if you're looking at the planets, then I think that you're, you're getting a, a little bit more sense, maybe not moment by moment, but certainly by, by the moons and by the seasons as to where you are uh, on this planet. But that whole time discussion, that's a whole other show. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it is fascinating. Well, I, I'm not sure how much time we have before the first break, but you had brought up um, the energies of the day, so I can certainly speak that. But let's Before we do that, let's set up what it is that you are prepared to do for the balance of this hour, Alicia, because okay. I think it's going to be intriguing to everybody, no matter under which sign you were born. I'd like to, and I'm really caught off guard in a way, very happily so, because you've got something you've been working on that I think is very intriguing. But let's spell it out so that our listeners and Suzanne and I will be fully aware of what you're about to present. Well, for each of the sun signs, I just will give a, a brief 30, 60, 90, like the coming month, the energy, prevailing energy for each sign that so people can resonate with that and just kind of see how that shows up for them and manifests. So for each sign, I have something prepared for that. And then in terms of the, the today being Good Friday, it was a full moon and it was a blue moon. So we, it's Libra, Aries. So I have that for each sign, but also just talk, you know, speak to that a little bit. Um, how that energy shows up and experiencing right now. And it, like I said, there was the first one at zero degrees at the beginning of the month, and then this one's at 29 degrees today. So it really has a lot to do with relationships and co collaborating, communicating, and connecting, and kind of healing um, like power struggles within relationships because it's Mars and it's Venus. So that's the prevailing energy weather, as Suzanne said, the environment astrologically today. I read somewhere, I think it was on Twitter, uh, that today being the full moon is called a pink moon. Is that correct? Um, I don't know. I, I call it, For me, it's a blue moon because it's the second full moon of the month. So I wonder why they called it a pink moon. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. they just got it maybe. wrong. It may be. Like maybe, maybe, they're, I'm not sure. maybe they're just making up their own system. Who knows? <laughs> I have heard blue moon before for yes. the second moon in in a month. So right. here's our here's our second one. And I will ask you as we get ready to go to our halftime break here, blue moon okay. specifically means what? It's the second full moon of the month. Second like in the full same moon. Moon. Why would that be associated with blue? Well, you could call really it a green question. moon, or how about second or full moon? Or a pink moon, you know, whatever Or a you pink want. moon, or like, hey, the moon or sure the looks big. Or the second moon of the month. <laughs> We're being mooned. <laughs> there, but, but I don't specific. know. That's a very good question. I just always think kind of, I don't think it has a blue uh, uh, color, but maybe it does. Well, we'll go out tonight and we'll look. There we go. Okay. Now this is going to send us all to uh, Google with the sounds of help from the Beatles playing in the background. <laughs> and what a <laughs> lot of money they shelled out to get the original, I'm just saying. So let us take our break now, and then we'll come back with just about a full half hour so that we can talk to Alicia Michelle about 
the transits about what's coming up and this will apply sign by sign so no matter what your sign is it's going to be interesting to find out what awaits you we're going to do some trend spotting with alicia michelle happily our guest once again on manson mitchell give us a couple of minutes and we'll be back with more here at seattle's home of alternative talk am 1150. the preceding audio was via a skype call Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. New message. Department of the Social Security Administration. The reason of this call is to inform you that your social security number has been suspended for suspicion of illegal activity. If you do not contact us immediately, your account will be deactivated. For more information about this case file, press 1 or call immediately our department number. This is a scam. Thieves are misusing the Social Security Administration's authority and phone schemes to trick you into giving them money or personal information. They state there is a problem with your Social Security number or account. They claim there's been suspicious or fraudulent activity, and you could be arrested or face other legal action. They even spoof SSA's main customer service telephone number on caller ID. Don't believe them. Don't provide any information. SSA employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent. Just hang up. If you suspect you've been contacted by an SSA scammer, call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell, and that was Michelle, but we have Alicia Michelle, and we are happy to have her with us, and yeah, we thought we'd get a little cute with our bumper music song today. Alicia, I, I know you're about to do something wonderful, giving people some astrological information, but even before we get to that, if people would like to connect with you, I mentioned your website is going to be fully up and running and functioning May 18. Um, and let's go ahead and give your website information, any other social media information that you would like to give out so people can connect with you. All right, thank you. Well, um, my site's under construction, but it's astroware.net. And then alicia at astroware.net is my email. And then 352-870-8512 is my office line. So they okay. can reach me there as well. Mm-hmm. And my Facebook is under my name. And I did want to throw this out there because I had 
I, I just got wowed years ago when you did that full chart with me, complete with the birch hand colored, and it's, it's remarkable. It's, it was a remarkable personal document. And I'm wondering if time consuming as it is and with all that you have going, do you still do those charts for people which are rather exhaustive in their interpretation? Um, I do. It really um, depends. It's part of my meditation when I work with a person's chart and delineate through the math. I do my due diligence. So that's part of how I connect, like my right and left brain because I'm an artist. So it's, it's not cumbersome for me. But it's true that I don't have time to do that level for everybody. So, but it is a kind of part of my process to really go deep with someone. Well, very good. So if you'd like a detailed chart, Alicia, Michelle can do that. I highly recommend it. And, and after May 18, it is uh, astroaware.net and Alicia mm -hmm. at astroaware.net. Alicia, I know you're going to do sun signs with transits. And you've got the, the balance of this half hour, so let's see if we can't get all the sun signs in. Awesome. Wonderful. I do want to just make one quick comment, um, and I can't remember which one of you guys said it, but it just had to do with, like, uh, the downloads and the connecting. Um, that, like, it's called Gnosis, you know, and just remembering, and I think it was Gary. But I feel like that's a really important piece, and, the, like, the, the realm that we're in and the healing arts is, reminding people to raise the vibration, purify the body, because everything that we need to know is actually in the universe, in our DNA, we can connect to that. And uh, one of my favorite teachers and mentors is, uh, is Nikola Tesla. And uh, one of his, his uh, quotes that I absolutely love is um, he, he uh, provocatively said to the world at that time, if you want to find the secret to the universe, you have to think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So, um, even with that said, with what we're doing with astrology, that's really at the core of it, you guys. That's what it's about. It's about vibration. It's about the pattern that we, you know, have from our first breath. It's about, um, you know, how we uh, wield our power and make our choices based on, you know, our consciousness and our awareness. So my intention is, as much as I can, is just to um, help remind people of their power that's inside them. And it's the heart. The heart is the, the center, and that's where we know. And there's this great verse in the Bible, I think it's an act, um, it's kind of a mystery verse. I always thought about it when I was a kid, but I didn't know what it really meant until I got older. But it says, in him, we live and move and have our being. And so what my experience was in my 20s is I felt like I, what I call downloads or memory, because I just felt like I just started to remember things. Astrology all opened up for me during that time. And also quantum physics, I really got into that as well. But it's just a process of remembering because my mind and your mind and everyone's mind is connected to the divine mind. And the more we open and connect, and that's through love and trust and opening, um, the more we'll have memories and, and re remember who we are in our power. So my that's my, I feel like, my passion more than anything. And ultimately that brings, like, the healing because it, it heals, um, it, it makes the person whole. And that's what being holy, quote, unquote, is all about. It's about being whole. So I just wanted to, to share that because I think it's a powerful principle that everyone has the ability, Gary and Suzanne, to remember um, their gifts and attributes and talents and while they're here on this planet. And I feel like that's our divine right. And we, But we have to make the effort, you know, and part of that is um, purifying and raising our vibration. So, but all the answers are there. It's in the ethers. It's ready for you. <laughs> okay. 
I definitely understand what you are talking about at that level. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but yes, I have found that. And I would simply add that if you aren't using your gifts, don't be surprised at some point in your life. And for many, this is a midlife crisis. Your gifts will press upon you. They will insist on being expressed through you. And that's going to account for at least some of your discomfort at whatever point in your life could be in your 40s. Uh, I experienced that and many others as well. Okay, Alicia, thank you for that. And now let's get yeah. through all the signs. We will leave no one out. Okay, well, starting with Aries. So this is just looking ahead with uh, kind of the next three months. And there's a lot of energy um, for pursuing knowledge for Aries people. Um, there's a lot of travel or kind of coming and going and busy work also for you guys. And so in terms of balancing, balancing with the full moon energies that we spoke of earlier, so every, every sign has some aspect of their balancing. And for you guys, it's yourself with others. So it has to be with you as your primary person, but it's also your significant other, the other, you know, the person you collaborate with or live with or your personal other person. So there's a culmination going on for you guys as well in terms of your career, your mission, your calling, your position, and your status. So there's increased responsibility for you guys at work and maybe even some possible power struggles with superiors and authority. But ultimately, you guys are really kind of reaping the, the rewards of a lot of, you know, diligent, long, hard, steady work. So that's way to go, Aries. You guys are the, the bold ones out there. <laughs> so with <Yay>. Taurus. Okay. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, you're an Aries. That's right. So our Taurus folks out there, that you guys are um, very dynamic right now and driving towards financial gains, material gains. Um, be careful not to overspend. But this is a time that you could be, you know, the impulsivity in buying and acquiring things to be strong for you. But ultimately, this is about manifesting your light and your talent. Um, you're balancing uh, your kind of like your private life with your um, your service. So there's like the it's a 12 and 6 dynamic for you guys. So it has a lot to do with your imagination and dreams, but then integrating that with your daily routines and work and how you, how you feel up on the physical. So with um, our next mutable sign, that's Gemini, you guys are have an energy and a thirst for um, greater self-assertion right now. So in the next three months, this is the time you might find yourself even debating or needing to feel like you need to like work it out uh, with in terms of communication or uh, debating. Um, it can be self-defeating, though. And um, there's a lot going on in terms of restructuring um Something to do with like money, but it's shared money. This insurance is uh, things of the nature with shared finances, um, and this and that um, balancing for you guys has a lot to do with like with your community and like your like your goals and objectives, like what you want to do out there. But then how balancing that with like how you play and how you laugh and how you create like some type of um, creative self-expression is in order as well. And cancer, you guys. Um, there's a lot of uh, balancing for you guys uh, coming to a head today with the full moon. So I do want to speak to the, the eclipses. There's one that happened in January, and then it follows up in July. So we're all in those eclipses right now, every human being on the planet. We're all experiencing on some level. And so the, the beginning of the year, January 6th, is the solar eclipse, and that's the beginning. And the one that happened um, when it, when it full, so it's, uh, comes to its fullness, that will be in July. And the, the lunar eclipses represent endings. So we just kind of, like, be cognizant of how that shows up. And for cancers, there's a lot of, like, subconscious material coming through your conscious level. So this is about really about you being your own witness and really 
you know, being aware of how you may sabotage yourself or self-destructive type um, undermining things you may do. This is a great time for meditation and um, really watching your thoughts and feelings and um, paying attention because the um, that's how you, like in your dreams too, this is where this is also talks about, this is where you'll get your answers. So be aware that um, the dream space actually offers a lot of data and information. What do you guys any, say to anything to that? Because I think Gary's a cancer. No, Virgo. Cancer rising. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So these are for, you can read them for um, kind of take in the energy because there's patterns. I'm using formulas and then I just kind of do a like a synthesis. Sure. So um, if you want, I can do one more or just keep doing them all. We just keep doing them go all. all the way. We'll make sure we get to everybody. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Leo, um, our lovely Leos out there, this is, um, we have a lot of dynamic energy right now pursuing your goals and objectives. Um, this is a time where you can also be able to show up altruistically and brotherhood, sisterhood support um, for things that are like perhaps humanitarian. So there can be things for some of you guys out there, you're really feeling this rise up in you to like, um, help in a, maybe in the political scene, humanitarian, something with reform in those areas. So there's a lot of courage and willpower coming up for our Leos right now to kind of make an impact. Okay. And our Virgos, our Virgos, you guys, there's a strong drive right now and ambition toward career and manifesting um, in the workplace. Now, depending on your blueprint, there can be power struggles as well in terms of um, your workplace or with people you work with. Um, it just depends on your astrological weather, as we were speaking about earlier. So um, the balancing for you guys is, is your lower mind and your higher mind. So this formally, when I say the balancing, I kind of, I'm short, you know, taking a shortcut, but Libra is balance. And so this full moon represents like how we're bringing balance back to certain parts of our lives. So as I'm reading each chart or each, um, each brief time, it just represents how you personally can be restoring balance in your life in a certain way. And for you guys, it has a lot to do with your perception and thinking, maybe writing, communicating. But then the ninth, you know, that particular polarity has to do with philosophy, higher education, um, maybe even traveling and journeys, but it's um, far travel. It's not like just local. Um, But the point is that there's an integration happening for Virgos in that level. Now, Libras. Let's see, you guys. So you're the flip side of um, the Aries Libra that we spoke about in the very beginning. So you also have self and other in terms of balancing and understanding, like where um, boundaries and how you integrate, collaborate, and work with another person. There's a strong desire for travel. It can be mental or physical, um, but you need some kind of adventure. So Libras, you guys are kind of like being pulled out to um, do something philosophical or kind of. Um, like a mission-driven, like feel that, like something pulling on you, perhaps an education or a justice system, somewhere where you're actually, you're fighting for a cause, kind of pulling, pulling you out that way uh, for your, you know, um, balance and justice, beauty, you know, you, you guys bring that. Now, Scorpio, you guys, there's a lot of dynamic energy right now for you in terms of business affairs. So it can also show up in, like, um, favorable things for refunds, insurance, inheritances, things of that nature. But it's definitely something in terms of um, investment, working with money. So there's a lot of energy around money for you guys. And then transforming the way you communicate. There's a there's a strong
strong emphasis for Scorpios to really be cognizant of not just what you say, but how you say it. And then uh, kind of being open to the feedback and the biofeedback you get from people that you're in communion with. So that was, okay, so Sagittarius. Um, now for Sag, there's a big opportunity right now for like um, in the next three months. This is what we're looking at predominantly when we're going over this. So opportunities in the public sphere, so there's corporate um, partnerships, collaborating, um, things of that nature. Like there's there's strong energy, and but it's important not to move too quickly because slow and steady definitely wins the race. So there's energy around um, connecting and collaborating with other people right now in communication and business. And there needs to be innovation also in, in terms of your work. You need to feel... There's like a strong pull here for you to feel like um, like the substance and the meaning. Like it has to find meaning in your job. And if you can't, you know, you might need a new job because ultimately there's such a pressure here for Sagittarians to really um, produce something that's like has substance. means a lot. They need that. Um, and then Capricorns. Okay, Capricorns. Well, you guys are going through, <laughs> have been going through a lot. So Capricorns, the next three months, 30, 60, 90, there's a lot around, like, your health and your regimens, like, your daily rituals and how you take care of your body, how you can be more effective with your rhythm. And this means, like, also, like, you know, eating and sleeping and, you know, your vitamins, your exercise. So there's a really strong pressure to um, pull things in, in really a good order. It's really about how you find your balance is good order. And, um, and then your... Um, you, you need to find a balance between your work and your family. That's a really big one throughout the year. And then um, and then you also have this great expansion going on in your in your mind. So I would say definitely pay attention to your dreams, Capricorn. There's a lot of information in there as well. This is a time that your imagination is really stimulated, and this goes all the way until November of this year, 2019. And we're almost done, you guys. Let's see, we got Aquarius and Aquarius. There's a lot of energy for you guys in the next three months. Um, it's kind of just towards pursuing pleasurable things, like playful things, love, romance, creative self-expression, um, having fun with your kids if that's in, with the cycle you're in. Um, or you, also, if they're teenagers, this could be a time um, that their power struggles would be children because they're changing and growing and you know, getting their own wings. Um, the eclipses for you guys will be in your physical body, in your um, subconscious. So the next several months is all about really um, taking care of yourself. Like impeccable self-care is really important for your Aquariuses. You guys have a, have had kind of a lot going on and also in the family connection as well, some disruption in terms of your domestic life. Pisces, our beautiful, mutable Pisces. So you guys, um, there looks like, um, what area is this? This is the fourth house. Oh, so this is a domestic sphere. This fourth house for you guys. This is about home improvement, um, energy for the home repairs. Um, there could be some power struggles here with neighbors or family members that live in the house. Um, the Saturn is in the 11th house. So just kind of restructuring. So you have certain aspirations and dreams. So there's a there's kind of been a, a big change for Pisces in terms of like maybe a bit of uh, feel let down that a certain thing didn't come to fruition, but it's ultimately a restructuring. So whatever was work you guys are working on or that you are working on and it feels like it's falling apart, it's like there's a time to let go 
and then kind of rebuild. So just being mindful if you're swimming upstream, if you're fighting the current of change in your life, especially in terms of your goals and aspirations. All right, you guys, uh, that was cool. Wow, that was fast. You did I, that I was with detail, notes detail and, uh, and dispatch. Nice. <laughs> I tried. I tried not to and, speak too fast. My Murphy's in Leo, so I can get pretty excited. Oh, okay. Okay. Remind me what your sun sign is. She's a Cancerian. Cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm also I don't cancer. know why I was thinking Capricorn, but Cancer. That's um, my I do. Capricorn. Is it? I I um, mm-hmm. I see different themes for this year that seem to kind of weave in and out of all the astrological signs. You were um, bringing up uh, self-care in a number of places and taking care of your, either taking care of your body, your mind, or both of those. And, um, And also, I also heard a lot of relationship things, either, um, you know, how you're interacting with others, are you collaborating with others, or can you speak to others in a, in a better way? Can you be um, balancing out your relationship with others? So there was a couple things that I heard that I would have a tendency to think are, are based on maybe a couple of planets that are having a major, um, major movement this year in front of the signs that is really causing this. What what planet affects all of right. this stuff? That's very perceptive. I was I'm using the eclipses this year that started in January. They're in um, Cancer and Capricorn. So I'm looking at the houses for that, and also the Libra Aries full moon today, which is restoring balance in different ways for different people. So no, you're you're right on about that. Um, the I, we're almost out of time. So there's really one important point that I wanted to make with you guys today with your audience and and it's in terms of cycles as we were talking about the cosmic clock so um one of the things that you're mentioning suzanne about the the formula that you see in the in the chart is that there's a conjunction right now of saturn and pluto and uh, jupiter's going to join in in january of 2020 but um this is a very important um conjunction it hasn't happened since 1518 and uh, I, I was telling Gary this the other day. This is when, you know, the 95 Thesis, Martin Luther on the church, the Reformation, literally began during that time. So to, to kind of just, you know, help us resonate and connect with how energy patterns manifest in, in body on the planet. So during, during that time, that's what began the Protestant Reformation. Well, our cycle with this Pluto Capricorn began in 2008. And we can just, you can look at all the things that started happening in 2008. But Pluto and Capricorn, it restructures or it transforms, Saturn restructures. But it coming together, it restructures and transforms the infrastructure of a culture, of a society. Uh, it's the government, it's the education, it's the healthcare, it's all the things. It's, it's all the things we're seeing, you guys, and that's what's underneath right now. So we're having it. Obviously, it's cosmic, it's national, it's international, and then we have our personal. Saturn conjunct Pluto in our own matrices, right? How it affects, transforms, and restructures in our own lives. Does that answer your question? Well, it, re- it re- you really did answer the question. <clears throat> I have, um, we've talked before about how these, when these um, things occur, conjunctions and, and different planets coming together in different ways, 
that the effect is not like a light switch. You see it coming, it, you begin to get the effect of it, then it's fully in place and it, it is when it's, it's most effective and it plays out for long periods of time because unlike um, you know, the moon, these things are occurring over years as opposed to within a 30-day a, a period. And, um, okay. and, and, I, and I think it's, how um, oh, there was something else I wanted to say about that. Oh, the, the systems. We've, we've also talked about these systems for uh, years when you say that okay. you, you see that occurring. And, you know, depending on, um, you know, where you stand politically, it, it does look like things are getting turned upside down. They're getting turned on their right. heads and people are at least paying attention. You might not agree with their point of view, but people are paying attention to what is going on and they'll either like it or not like it, that whole divisiveness issue that's happening with our country. And I think that is part of this long-term change that we're looking for. When you say that Martin Luther started the Reformation in 1518, and we now have Saturn and Pluto back together again, you know, I ask myself, what is going to be the Reformation of 2019? What, what does that look like if we're in a similar pattern to, um, you know, 500 years ago? And, and, um, and, and I think about how it appears to me, Alicia, like some of the things are just hanging on beyond their expiration date. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. I'm saying, when is this going to change? When are things going to be different? Uh, Gary has several times on different shows brought up the the 90 day period between the assassination of John F. Kennedy and the Beatles arriving on Ed Sullivan. And so wow. in a in a three month window, in a in a six month window, things can change rather dramatically. And even though we're talking about shifts that take a long time, in the short term, you do have what it is that's applicable to you and how that resonates like a, a, a ripple in the water, how that resonates out and affects a lot of people. And the other thing that I was hearing you saying today was you were kind of talking about the empowerment of individuals when you were looking at these transits. Like these are things you can do and in your doing those, you affect the bigger picture. It's that rippling out effect. And you know, when, when people say that, you know, they don't make a difference, I'm only one person, it doesn't really matter. You can understand why they feel that way, but there's a, a completely opposite point of view that everything that you do really does matter and, and makes a difference. Absolutely. Critical mass, you know, the collective critical, critical mass. Critical mass, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Absolutely. last straw, you know, just one <laughs> more, just one more straw on the camel's back, you know, just one more, right. you know, I like, I like the, uh, the book, The Tipping Point where, you know, mm -hmm. you talk about you do things one time, two times, three times, four times, there comes a point at which 
everything changes because there's just one more instance uh, of that. And, uh, and, I, and I'm wondering, will we get our 2019 Reformation-type event if, if we are similar with Saturn and Pluto? Are we going to have something that is going to be akin to Martin Luther? Yes, we are. In some areas. It doesn't have to be religion, yeah. but, you know, in some yeah. area, will there be this, like, unbelievable breakthrough? The way there was a breakthrough you know, in music, the way, mm-hmm. the way we had that back in the 60s. So, I, you I know, I, I guess I, I feel <laughs> hopeful about things. Yeah, I feel yeah. hopeful about things. And, uh, and I, like to, I like to think that uh, there's, there might be something in the calendar of the stars that says, yes, there's good things that, are, that can come about. I believe so. I believe it's a reset in January when that lineup happens. Um, I believe that we're going to see the rena- our particular renaissance at this particular epoch, this period, after 2025. Um, that's when all the planets or the major planets, outer planets, go into Aquarius. So I feel like you're you're absolutely intuitively spot on with what you're perceiving. And the reset will be in. It's culminating, just like you said. It just kind of happens over time, and things but things get set in motion. But the the reset button mid January 2020. I feel uh, we're going to see really big changes, and I and I also feel that it doesn't have to be destructive. It really depends on the consciousness of the the collective, and we can do things a lot better. Uh, but the the renaissance is going to happen in technology more than anything, healing, um, all kinds of things, anti gravity, um, combustion, you know, water, things like that. It's pretty amazing. Time to be alive. Alicia, Michelle, thanks so much for joining us today. Always enlightening when you are with us, and we won't wait so long between visits next time, that's for sure. Once again, if people want to contact you, where will they find you? Alicia at astroaware.net. Beautiful. Thanks, Alicia. It was great to have you with us today. Join us tomorrow. We'll be back 10 a.m. Pacific right here on Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Until then, let this be the start of a great weekend in your household, everyone. And happy Easter. Happy Passover. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.